the second week of July, 2018. Welcome to the Day-by-Day Podcast with me, Siobhan. This week, we'll get lit with alternating current and plan for a family. Follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at Day-by-Day Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and email me at daybydaypodcast at gmail.com. One of the miracles of our age, a technological marvel. You've never seen anything like it in your lives. Your eyes will not believe what they're witnessing. The miracle of Nikola Tesla, ladies and gentlemen. Free, clean power. That's from the movie The Prestige, loosely based on Nikola Tesla's electric experiments. This Tuesday, July 10th, is Nikola Tesla Day, a day celebrating the inventor and by no coincidence is his birthday. He was a Serbian-American best known for his contributions to the modern design of the alternating current electrical system. Nikola Tesla was born in 1856 in modern-day Croatia. Legend has it he was born during a lightning storm. He came to the U.S. in 1884 and worked for Thomas Edison in New York. Tesla only worked at Edison Machine Works for six months. In his autobiography, Tesla stated the manager of the Edison Machine Works offered a $50,000 bonus, that would be $12 million in today's money, to design 24 different types of standard machines, but it turned out to be a practical joke. After leaving Edison, Tesla worked on patenting an arc lighting system. His investors showed little interest in his ideas for new types of alternating current motors and electrical transmission equipment. They eventually decided that the manufacturing side of the business was too competitive and opted to simply run an electric utility. They abandoned Tesla's company and left him penniless. Tesla reached a low point and had to work at various electrical repair jobs and as a ditch digger for $2 a day. In late 1886, Tesla met Alfred S. Brown, who was a Western Union superintendent, and Charles F. Peck, a New York attorney. These men were experienced in setting up companies and promoting inventions and patents for financial gain. Based on Tesla's new ideas for electrical equipment, they agreed to back the inventor financially and handle his patents. Together, they formed the Tesla Electric Company. They set up a laboratory for Tesla in Manhattan, where he worked on improving and developing new types of electric motors, generators, and other devices. In 1887, Tesla developed an induction motor that ran on alternating current. Peck and Brown helped get the motor patented and publicized it in the press. In July 1888, they negotiated a licensing deal with George Westinghouse for Tesla's polyphase induction motor and transformer designs for $60,000 in cash and stock and a royalty of $2.50 per AC horsepower produced by each motor. Westinghouse also hired Tesla for one year for $2,000 a month, that's about $54,500 in today's dollars. He was to be a consultant at the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company's Pittsburgh lab. The money Tesla made from licensing his patents made him independently wealthy and gave him the time and funds to pursue his own interests. He was able to set up workspaces around Manhattan where he and his staff were able to conduct research and experiments. In 1891, he patented the Tesla coil, an electrical resonant transformer circuit used to produce high-voltage, low-current, high-frequency alternating current electricity. 
Tesla also experimented with creating wireless lighting and wireless power. He patented a steam-powered generator, consulted on transmitting power generated by Niagara Falls, and experimented with x-rays. In 1898, Tesla demonstrated a boat that used a type of radio remote control. The crowd that witnessed the demonstration made claims about the workings of the boat, saying it was magic, telepathy, or piloted by a trained monkey hidden inside. Tesla holds a minimum of 278 patents across 26 countries, as some of his patents have been unaccounted for or classified. In 1899, Tesla set up an experimental station in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where he had more room to operate his large coils than he did in crowded New York City. Here, he produced artificial lightning and thunder, consisting of millions of volts and up to 135-foot-long discharges. During his time at the Colorado Springs Laboratory, Tesla observed unusual signals from his receiver, which he speculated to be communications from another planet. Reporters treated it as a sensational story and jumped to the conclusion that Tesla was hearing signals from Mars. It has been hypothesized, however, that he may have actually intercepted Guglielmo Marconi's European experiments in July 1899. Marconi may have transmitted the letter S, which is dot, 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 in a naval demonstration, the same three impulses that Tesla hinted at hearing in Colorado, or it may have been signals from another experimenter in a wireless transmission. Tesla returned to New York, where he was determined to create a viable system of wireless transmission. In March 1901, J. Pierpont Morgan invested $150,000, that would be over $4 million today, in return for a 51% share of any generated wireless patents. Tesla began planning the Wardenclyffe Tower on Long Island. In December 1901, Marconi beat Tesla to be the first in wireless transmission. Marconi transmitted the letter S from England to Newfoundland. Tesla unsuccessfully requested more money from J. Pierpont Morgan to increase the size of the Warrencliffe Tower. The tower was completed in 1902 at 187 feet tall, and Tesla moved his lab there. However, investors on Wall Street were moving their money to Marconi's system, and the press began to discredit Tesla's project, calling it a hoax. Tesla's project came to a halt in 1905, and in 1906, financial problems began to catch up to him. He mortgaged the property to cover his debts and lost the property in foreclosure in 1915. The Wardenclyffe Tower was demolished in 1917. Today, it is the site of the Tesla Science Center. Tesla had few successes in his later years and had many financial struggles as his patents ran out. In many ways, Tesla was ahead of his time, developing innovations that are used today but had no use a century ago such as a bladeless turbine that is used in luxury car speedometers. On his birthday in 1931, his 75th, a large celebration was held in his honor. The party was such a success, Tesla decided to do it every year and invited the press to see his inventions and hear stories about his experiences. Nikola Tesla died January 7, 1934, at the age of 86. There are monuments to Tesla, many in modern-day Croatia where he was born and in New York City. There are two at Niagara Falls, one in the U.S. and one in Canada. There have been several pushes in recent years to make Nikola Tesla's birthday widely recognized and even to make it a day of science appreciation. 
But like many things in Tesla's life, these campaigns have fallen flat. In 2012, the Tesla Memorial Society of New York was proposing Nikola Tesla, a World Day of Science to the United Nations. Seen as how the United Nations does not currently recognize this as a holiday, it seems the proposal was not accepted. The Science Center at Wardenclyffe will have a birthday expo in honor of Nikola Tesla's birthday this year on Saturday, July 14th, as they do every year. You can get more information about this event by visiting teslasciencecenter.org and celebrate Nikola Tesla's birthday by conducting your own science experiments. The Second World War brought some of the greatest loss of life in human history. In its aftermath, the United Nations was born with the goal to never allow such destruction to happen again. The world's population entered a period of unprecedented growth from about 2.5 billion in 1950 to over 7 billion today. During the seven decades of the UN, the growth of our population created new challenges from urbanization to aging population to migration. The United Nations has been engaged in population issues since its early years. The first World Population Conference in 1954 in Rome launched international cooperation between countries on demographic issues. It was followed by conferences in Belgrade, Bucharest, Mexico and Cairo. Today, the UN provides analytical expertise on issues regarding population. Working together with the United Nations, countries are preparing for the great demographic transformations ahead to ensure a better future for all. That was from a United Nations video on global population. This Wednesday, July 11th, is World Population Day, an annual event meant to raise awareness of global population issues. It was established in 1989 by the Governing Council of the United Nations Development Program. Every year has a different theme, which have included universal access to reproductive health services, focus on adolescent pregnancy, and educating young girls. This year's theme is Family Planning is a Human Right. At the 1968 International Conference on Human Rights, family planning was globally affirmed as a human right. The Tehran Proclamation states that parents have a basic human right to determine freely and responsibly the number and spacing of their children. And the UN states that family planning information and services should be available and accessible to everyone in every country. Potential problems exist with rapid population growth and overpopulation. Many crops have become so genetically uniform that a crop failure in one country could have global repercussions. Consumption of the world's natural resources could threaten the global ecosystem. The increase in global population may increase carbon dioxide, global warming, and pollution. And then there's the issue of population density and overcrowding. World population has experienced continued growth since the end of the Great Famine and the Black Death in the 14th century. As of May of this year, the world population is estimated at 7.6 billion. However, the U.S. Census website currently has the world population at 7.4 billion. The highest population growth rates, global population increases above 1.8% per year, occurred between 1955 and 1975, peaking to 2.06% between 1965 and 1970. 
the growth rate has declined to 1.18% between 2010 and 2015 and is projected to decline further in the course of the 21st century. Total annual births were highest in the late 1980s at about 139 million, and as of 2011, were expected to remain essentially constant at a level of 135 million, while deaths numbered 56 million per year and were expected to increase to 80 million per year by 2040. The median age of the world's population was estimated to be 30.4 in 2018. China and India make up about 36% of the world's population, and the Asian continent makes up 60% of the world's population. The world's most spoken first language is Mandarin Chinese at about 12.5% of the world's population, followed by Spanish and English at about 5% each. This Wednesday, search hashtag World Population Day to see all the events and initiatives happening around the world. And check out the U.S. Census website to see the world population clock, as it adds about two people per second. That's it for this week. Remember to follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Day by Day Podcast and email daybydaypodcast at gmail.com. The podcast is also available on iTunes and SoundCloud, where you can listen to past episodes. If you are listening to the show through iTunes, please take a minute or two to leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Let me know how you take part in any of these observances and if you know of any holidays that I should talk about. I'll be back soon. Until then, remember to make each day count.